Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are recapping the Pete and Sebastian show, episode 571 to be exact, with Pete Corielli, Sebastian Maniscalco, and Giannis Papu. Yes! So I love that they have giant glasses of water on the table, because if you've been following along for the past few casts, uh, yeah, they've been dabbling in the vino quite a bit. So it just felt like a statement piece, like the water glasses on the table. That was a statement piece. Like today we are sober. I mean, Pete might still be a little drunk and definitely hungover, but... We're going to at least drink water. And it really fit in with the theme because there's like this wavy marble stone on their surfboard shaped table. I'm just, and this is all at Sebastian's house in his own podcast studio. And I just like, who knew that the cast would take on such a nautical theme? I don't know. I I loved it. I loved it. Um, But I do kind of wish that they had their own drink of choice. You know, the fact that all three of them were drinking water. I mean, I know that they are all three tall glasses of water, but that doesn't mean they all have to drink that. But um, bump. I need like a dad joke button or something, but I'd just be pressing it all the time. Uh, No, yeah, okay, water's great and everything. Stay hydrated, kids. But when all three people are drinking the same thing, in terms of statistics, it just makes me uncomfortable because I think that at least one of those people would have preferred something else, you know, but they just said yes to make it easier or be like the others, you know, peer pressure and... Oh, isn't it so annoying when your peers pressure you to drink water? <laughs> You're like, God damn it. Can I just have some tequila? And all your friends are like, no, it's water or bust. And you're like, fine, I'll fucking bust out of this car because I don't want to hang with y'all. No, um, really though, like there's so many beverages out there and I'm only bringing this up because I've talked about it so many other times with Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live. Yes, okay, uh, yeah, is it random that I'm here recapping the Pete and Sebastian show and also talking about Bravo? No, because that's just the kind of bitch I am. Welcome, welcome, you little fool, I love ya. All right, so... When everybody is so, when people are sober or whatever, just the water thing, it's like water, water, drink water. But like, there's so many other beverages. Like perhaps Giannis would have loved a freshly squeezed lemonade. Okay. He flew out from New York to California, California. You guys are full of lemon trees or even oranges. Don't, don't you guys love an orange? Is that Florida? Is that both? Yeah. Anywhere there's sunshine, I guess. Oranges love. That makes sense. Oh my gosh. I have strawberry blonde or which equals orange, red and yellow. Yeah, we know colors and I need the sun. So yeah, all oranges need sun. That makes sense. But yeah, just squeeze in some fresh juice. That's all I'm saying. Like you, Sebastian, you know that you have, you must have a lemon tree or so. Come on. You have, you have impeccable landscaping, I'm sure in that mansion, but I'm just saying that the fact that they, like, even an iced tea, would somebody like an iced tea? Maybe Petey would have. Maybe Pete should have been drinking some Pedialyte, okay? 
Petia light because he definitely <laughs> he needed some he needed some extra electrolytes or something. But honestly, Pete, I did give you shit about being so drunk the past few episodes, but it really was entertaining. So I don't want you to be scared to never do that again. Just like maybe maybe like for one episode a year, not like five in a row out of nowhere <laughs> of shit face Pete. But yeah, I love any version of you. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, whatever. Drink what you want. I'm just saying there's no way that all three of them wanted water at that exact moment. No, Pete loves coffee. Again, he's needs a little pressure. Pick me up. Sebastian, you don't want a little sip of espresso. I don't know. Giannis, you, you don't want some chamomile tea. Clearly, I need some. All right, so moving on. Oh, actually, Giannis would rather drink some olive oil or something because he's 100% Greek. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything off the cuff of what do you, what, I don't know, what's a Greek yogurt? Yeah, yeah that's what he, you should have given him a snack, you know, olive juice, just give him some olive juice. Did anybody, okay, if you try this at home, folks, if you mouth the words olive juice, it looks like I love you, olive juice, olive juice, it just looks like you're saying I love you. And so when I was in seventh grade, this kid that I had a crush on, he came up to me and he did that. He's like, Amy, what am I saying? And I was like, um, I don't know. And I was turning wicked red because like, I thought he was telling me he was in love with me. I was like, obviously he's in love with me and now he's professing it. And then he was, I was like, he's like, come on. Like, what am I saying? What am I saying? And I was like, yeah, you love me. And he's like, no, bitch, I'm saying olive juice, ha <laughs> fool. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I turned into a tomato forevermore. Okay, so Giannis is 100% Greek. He loves lamb. And Pete is like, why is lamb so popular in Greek? Why is that such a thing? Oh, in Greece. Oh my God, I just did the opposite of what Pete did. During the episode, Pete was like, oh, my brother is Greece. And they were like, "What? he's a, a thunderbird? He's in Greece lightning? Like, what do you mean Greece? And yeah, no, he meant Greek. And right then I was just supposed to say Greek and I ended up saying Greece. So look, I, it happens to the best of us. All right. Um, but Giannis is like, well, they eat a lot of lamb in Greece because that's what they have. That's what they have to work with. All right. That's kind of how the world works. Like why is kangaroo more popular in Australia than in Brooklyn? I don't know. It's because it's what they have. It's what they have until they start setting up like kangaroo boxing matches in underground Brooklyn. I could totally see that being a thing. Um, Yeah. Like, I don't know. Why do people in the Mediterranean eat so much fish? It's what they have. Why do Americans eat so much processed food? It's what we have. And it's fucking delicious. It's an awful evil. Um, but yeah, Giannis's grandpa, he would never, he would never feed you processed food. I don't know what accent that is, but he ran a Greek diner in Brooklyn. So there you go. And Sebastian was like, oh my God, Greek diners are the best, but I gotta know the secret. Cause there is, well, I don't know why I like slightly start to imitate them and then like reel it back in. Um, I don't know, maybe cause I'm not an imitator and that's not how he talks kind of is though. Um, but he was like, Sebastian was like, there's no faster turnaround time than at a Greek diner. It's unbelievable. 
And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It, it might be unbelievable. Like, it, maybe it is too hard to believe. Maybe they actually ordered takeout from the diner next door and they just reheated it in the microwave. Or even maybe they cooked it themselves at the grandpa's diner. But then, yeah, they, they reheat it later because I've just learned when there's a quick turnaround time, it's for a reason. It's for a reason. There's no real secret other than, I don't know, they probably have a giant pair of scissors in the back to cut as many corners as I can, all right? Because I just took my dad to this place and it's supposed to be this bougie cafe, like plant-based, all that wicked expensive, all the fancy, uh, you know? And he's off of caffeine. So I thought he'd get like a matcha, a lot. Oh, actually, that's a lot of caffeine. Um, Like a, a chamomile tea, sure. Like some tea, whatever. And he opted for a smoothie. Now, I didn't tell him this at the time because I didn't want to burst his bubble, but I've gotten smoothies from this place. And because they seem so official. I was thought it was real. I thought they use real fruit, real whatever. And I was like, oh, hey, can I have no banana in that? And they were like, are you allergic? And I was like, no, but I had a banana for breakfast. So I don't need two bananas. All right. Not banana girl. And they were like, well, we can't take it out because it's all pre-mixed. And I was like, ew, then I don't want it at all. Like, it's just a, a fucking, you pretend to be this bougie ass place, but you're just using cheap ass, fake ass mix. Like, nah, fuck that. Anyways, my dad ordered the same smoothie and <laughs> I swear he didn't even finish ordering it. And they were like, here's your smoothie. And he was like, wow, that's so fast. And I was like, yeah, cause they just mix some water and a packet in a blender and there you go. But Ugh, what we do for a $20 smoothie. All right, so, and joke is on us. We don't even need to go to stand-up shows anymore, okay? All the businesses around here play enough jokes on us. Okay, so um, Giannis is sweating kind of profusely throughout this episode. And <laughs> at one point, he's like, wow, you weren't lying about the heat, boys. Damn, I might have to take my shirt off. And I'm like, you got, why the fuck can't they get air conditioning in there? Like Sebastian has always complained about overheating, overheating. Okay, then let's over air the place. Let's over air it. Let's overcool it. Okay. Like you would think with three giant comedians in the room, they could get a fucking fan, one fucking fan. But nope, not a fan in sight. All right, so Giannis has two kids aged two and under. Woof. Uh, I mean, great. Oh, that's amazing. I, uh, You must not be busy. So Sebastian asks him, look, my dad wasn't around much because he was working so much when I was a kid. Like, are you going to be there for your kids? Are you going to be there? Or are you going to be like my father? And abandon, are you going to abandon your kids like my father abandoned me? What what do you want Giannis to say, Seb? Ew, I almost just called you Seb. Sebastian. No, but really, like, is Giannis supposed to say no? No? No, I'm not going to be there for my kids. Like, that is literally word for word, pretty much. I don't want to, I don't feel like going back and listening again, but <laughs> I'm not going to fact check myself. But it was some, Sebastian basically said, are you going to be there for your kids or no? What, do you, what the fuck? There's only one right answer, all right? And then Giannis just like, 
takes it seriously. And he's like, yeah, man, of course, I'm going I'm to try, but I need advice on how to find balance. You want the advice, Giannis? You want the real fucking advice? There is no balance. There's no such thing. Even if you finally achieve balance, if you're this old in life, like people who like balance and who are able to achieve it, they do so when there are youth, okay? And then they grow up with those skills. At this point, we're lost causes. If we don't know how to find balance, it means we don't enjoy balance, all right? There's a bunch of us out there. We're extremists. We like one end of the spectrum or the other end. I'm either going to be doing all the comedian show, all the shows, do a bunch of tours and all that, or you're going to be home with your kids and not even look at your phone. Like, there, it, it just is what it is. But no, balance is actually great. Um, I'm just going to say, though, because Pete Corielli mentioned a time capsule before. So, yeah, like, why don't you just make the time capsule now? Why do you have to die to make the time capsule? Why don't you just start making videos for your kids? Like, hey, I'm going to be gone. But I just thought in this moment, like... I just watched you take your first steps and just remember, I fucking love you more than anything. It was the coolest thing to watch you grow, watch you, da, blah, blah, blah. whatever you want, whatever it's your video. And then your kids, it doesn't have to be like a specific thing that happened. It's just, if they miss you, they just pop it in and watch you fawn all over them. It's great. It's great. All right. So speaking of great, Giannis has an amazing opener slash podcast partner that he travels with. It's a young kid, young gent. He doesn't talk too much. So (laughs) that's why it works out so well. But Pete and Sebastian, they both want to take someone on the road with them or think about it at times. Like, should I bring my own opener or bring, uh, do you know, do some sets with some friends? But I don't want to have to interact with them at any point if I don't feel like it. Like, You know, I don't know. I mean, do we, I don't want to be obligated to hang out after a show or before a show or the day before a show or the year before a show, you know, like, I just want to see you five minutes before curtain calls. And it made me think like, cause they're very on par with how I think a lot of humans feel. Like I've just noticed in my own life, a lot of humans avoiding interactions with each other (laughs) at times for sure, myself included. And it's like, does any other species try to avoid interacting with each other as much as humans do? Really? No, really? Like, okay, if there's, I don't know, like a spider on the wall, if there's a spider crawling on the wall and another spider is crawling nearby and suddenly sees them, do they scurry over so they can start chatting about the tangled webs they've weaved recently? Or do they immediately crawl the other way and just go find their own little nest somewhere? Like, I don't know. But now that I say that, I've never seen two spiders together just hanging out on a wall when have you ever seen two spiders hanging out together i don't know i don't know but now whenever i say shit like that the universe is always like bitch we're gonna show you we're gonna show you sometimes spiders like to hang and then after i finish this and post this podcast within two hours i'm gonna find giant tarantulas like fucking each other in my bathroom i don't know that's just how life works for me (laughs) but yeah really i that's a question for the ages because so many animals travel together fish herds of elephants even they say lone wolf but wolves then it's a wolf pack how does that make sense how did wolves wolves are fucking bipolar of the animal kingdom they are the bipolar ones and they're not bipolar bears no it is fucking wolves they are sometimes 
only going to travel in a pack. They always look out for each other. What a one pack mentality. Or it's a lone wolf all for one and all for one. Oh, oh, like what? They're just howling by themselves out there to the kid fishing in the moon. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. All right. So where were we on this? I don't know. I'm just really nervous. I know I'm going to see two spiders hanging out together later and I'm going to have to kill them both. I'm going to, so bring it on. At least there will be two less spiders in the world. Um, and I know they're important. All right. To save your emails that never come. Um, so Giannis Papas, Giannis Papas, Papas, Papas pimples. Um, ew, sorry, gross. Giannis Papas plays characters on stage. He has three main ones, um, that he likes to rotate every now and then, including playing a girl that wears a dress. I don't, he just calls, her her and he's like yeah when I play her I'm sure she has a name but to me it just really sounded like he was positioning himself to play Mrs. Doubtfire Mrs. Doubtfire and the inevitable remake come on and you know what you know what I don't hate it I don't hate it in fact I kind of fucking love it it's kind of genius to me okay Sebastian Fuck producing Giannis and Pete's stand-up specials. Because Giannis and Pete were like, um, Sebastian, maybe one day you could help us produce a... Fuck that. No, you guys, we're going to get busy on a new project. No offense, fellas. No offense. But let's get the focus on producing the new Mrs. Delphire. Come on. With Giannis playing the lead. We got Pete in the writer's room. Sebastian on the producer credits. And of course, they can all dabble in it all. Give Pete a role and Sebastian a role. Give them roles in the movie. Let Giannis to sit in the writer's room let's about let pete produce a, a scene if he wants i don't direct i don't i don't know how it all works but i would like to be in the writer's room especially since i am the creator i am the creator and we are trademarked here copyright all that shit um and also like it just a disclaimer obviously the original mrs doubtfire that's just a legendary movie blah 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 it could never be recreated i get it i get it i'm not saying it has to be the exact same script in fact, in fact, it can be the Greek version, the Greek version of the legendary tale known as Mrs. D. We love, we love a good D. So, um, yeah, let's just all hop in the writer's room and make the fucking box office smash hit of 2025. Who's with me? Ooh! Visit my website for my email information. Okay, so then we move on to how Giannis Papas married a girl from Long Island, where dads there start prepping. Basically, once the gender reveal party, once the confetti bursts and it's pink everywhere, they immediately know that it's going to be about $300,000 just for the big events in this girl's life. Because you're going to have a 50 to 100K wedding in Long Island, standard. Uh, You're going to get a bat mitzvah regardless of your religion a sweet 16 obviously and of course a high school graduation gift of a nose job so yeah it just totals out to 300k per long island girl if you were ever wondering your dollar value uh i wish i was worth that much what the fuck and that i was offered a nose job in my youth that would have been the polite gift to offer I'm way too far into life at this point. Like, it would just be living as two different people. It would be like going through the witness protection program. You know, like, you just, I don't need that yet. Yet. Knock on wood. Why am I manifesting spiders and FBI shit? 
Um, also, P.S. Giannis's shirt is ombre at this point. Okay, <laughs> that sweat is just oh, it's on full full gush at this point. <laughs> it is straight up fifty shades of blue, turning new colors with each drop of sweat. Like it was making me hot. The more his shirt darkened, I was like, somebody honestly even put an ice pack at his feet. Put an I let him sit on an ice pack. Anything cool his ass down where he has a bullet lodged in there. You know, like there there were many other solutions than just letting your guest melt. But if that's the kind of host that you guys are, I guess that that yeah, that's how you want to treat them. But I just expected a higher level of suivis. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yes, I do, because that's the kind of service that Pete and Sebastian always talk about. And now they're here in action and they're letting these guests just suffer at every turn and point. Giannis has to drink gross water and sweat it all back out within 10 seconds before it even reaches his lips. It's already fucking falling out of his nipple. So, damn, just get him some lemonade and a fucking fan. All right, so then it was Sebastian's turn next to tell his proposal story. He proposed at Lana's parents' house in Florida, and I was just like, what the fuck is up with proposing at the in-laws? What? Why is everybody proposing at the in-laws? I mean, yeah, Jackie, you can shit on Pete for proposing at a diner, but honestly, I'd rather prefer that than in front of my own parents. What the fuck? And mind you, mind you, uh, my brother-in-law did that actually. And him and my sister, they're some of the nicest, most normal, like loving, they're the best relationship ever. So I get that that's what normal people do. But- I am not like thee. I am not like thee. And if anybody proposed to me at my parents' house, what the actual fuck? Like, no, I want a nice dinner, then a hotel with a private hot tub. You propose under the moonlight. We drink some champagne in the hot tub and then we fuck all night. What do you mean? I don't want my mom and dad rushing over. They said like their grubby paws all over my hand. Let me see the ring. Oh my God, how long were you planning this? Oh my God. And then it turns into an interview and you're asking a million questions. No, I just want to go like suck my new husband's dick what the fuck doesn't everybody what the be normal that's normal to me anyway speaking of normal sebastian cried during his proposal and <laughs> i just love him retelling it he's like it was a beautiful cry it was a beautiful cry all right all right. See, if I was dating somebody like Seb, yeah, it's I'm Sebastian. It's too long to say. It's too long. I gotta go with Seb for a minute. Um, and he proposed like that. He proposed with tears rolling down his cheeks. My first thought would be, oh my god, like that's so cute. He's so obsessed with me. What the fuck? He's crying just because he found the girl of his dreams. Oh, so sweet. And then my immediate second thought, the follow up to that would be, wait. Wait a second. Is he just putting on a show? Is he squeezing out a tear for the story? For the fucking story that he knows he's going to be telling afterwards? Because Sebastian seems like the kind of person that recaps a show before he even sees it. Before he even sees it. He's in the car driving back from the jewelers, talking to himself like, okay, so then I get down on one knee. I drop a tear. She says yes. She drops her panties. Oh, no, wait. Oh, no, wait. She can't drop her panties because her fucking parents, Frank and Sandra, are in the sunroom waiting to fucking pop champagne and welcome their new son into the family. Like, no, that can be for uh, the next day. Have a in-law brunch, okay? Not that night. 
So, um, also, that's probably why I'm still single. I can't stand normal shit. Okay, so, um, then on the cast, they start talking about how they all cry looking at their daughters. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, just know it never ends, boys. It never ends. I am 32 as of this week, as of this week, and my dad, he still cries at least twice a year minimum around me, and... I think it used to be out of love. Uh, now it might be a little more out of disappointment, but either way, either way, he's still shedding tears over me and not my brother, even though he's more of a disappointment than I could ever be. Not really. Not, he's actually pretty successful. Okay, so then they talk about parenting back in the day versus now and how they just love their kids too much. Parents that nowadays love their kids too much when back in the day, they it, kids were just burdens. They were burdens to their parents. Yes, we have talked about this. And Pete even recalls one story about his mom hitting the bottle a little too hard, then packing the kids up in the car. <laughs> to go to the movies. She was just a few wines deep. It's fine. She hit some curbs along. She peeled out of their driveway, ended up slamming into a mailbox or something. And <laughs> Pete and his sister, they're like, mom, let's just go home. We don't need to go see the movie. And mom's like, no, we're having a fun fucking family day, kids. All right. Are you ready to have fucking fun? And they're like, no. Yeah, so Pete was like, oh my god, so we're worried she's going to get a DWI on the way to the movies, and then the second the movie starts, boom, passed out, out like a light. So white trash, he says, so white trash. Uh, Pete, no, that's not white trash, that's just that's just all of our childhoods. I, <laughs> I know plenty of rich kids and non-rich, anybody from, yeah, your parents driving you drunk is... That ha there's no barriers to that. You know, we've all experienced that at one point. Hopefully some people haven't. That'd, uh, that'd be lovely. Um, Yeah, I can tell you endless precarious stories, just like Pete's. But enough about my own family. Um, I will say that babysitting, I always talk about this with friends because we used to babysit all the time. And looking back, so... The dads, it was usually the dads, they would end up driving you home and it was always on like under two miles, under a two mile drive, but they were swerving the entire time. Like now looking back, the, they would always come home shit faced, stumble through the house, find me passed out on their couch with like pizza crumbs everywhere, have to wake me up, drive my ass home, pay me for all of, for me doing nothing. And yeah, like babysitting was the best gig ever, but I'm just saying I can't even fathom how many parents drove me home drunk and how many times I looked at like the parent driving me home like I wish that you weren't behind the wheel but I want to get home so don't cop a feel yeah I don't know um speaking of I mentioned in the beginning Bravo TV I watch Bravo and the cast all right were a girl of many talents and uh, not many at all and Shannon Bedore, she is on the Real Housewives of Orange County and was just arrested over the weekend for getting a DWI of her own. If you don't know what a DWI is, I'm very impressed. That means you live a very healthy life. It means DUI. And so they just released the video of Shannon's DUI and she's just whipping around a corner in Orange County and then slit over. She, you could tell that she was going way too fast over the turn and like almost hits one curb. So then she whips the wheel to the other side and then uh, totally overcorrects and just slams into the house on the other side. But I guess just knocked over a few pots, whatever. 
I just want to say super quick about this. I'll talk more about it when I recap Jeff Lewis on Saturday, but Shannon Bador has mentioned before. Oh my God. So many rhymes. Shannon Bador mentioned before, um, especially on Real Houses of Orange County, how she helped out one of her other castmates, Gina, by getting her a lawyer when she went through her own DWI. You get a DWI. You get a DWI. You get a DWI. No, the one thing you never want. We want the D, not the DWI. But um, bump. Back to the dad joke button. So, Shannon Bador, when she helped Gina on TV, she has said, if I didn't help Gina, she could have ended up having her kids taken away, CPS taking them away, whatever. That is so fucking harmful for so many reasons. And I just think the world is trying to show Shannon some pure karma. Like, truly. Like, you talk about other people's drinking habits and you talked about all this shit and now yeah you're gonna have to go through the exact same thing and it's not just about taking accountability and apologizing because she was speeding so fast in that footage like it was before midnight there could have been somebody walking their dog kids out play like teenagers riding their bikes I don't know it's a safe neighborhood I I was out that that time when I was young you know even just again somebody actually walking their dog because then she tried to park her car and say that she was taking her dog for a walk because we know she loves a lie. And so she's very used to that. She was very comfortable telling the police some lies. And so, yeah, it's just so irresponsible to me. First of all, it's disgusting. Like I, we've all made mistakes. I have driven after having drinks. You, I'm like scared to let you know that I could have gotten a DUI at points, but I'm sure a lot of us ha- could have. Unfortunately, that's an unfortunate thing to have in common. But yeah, so at some point though, you fucking grow up and you learn about consequences and just like truly the effects of your actions. And then you learn why the fuck would I ever risk it? Why would I ever ri- It's never going to be worth it. And for Shannon to have her dog in the car during that time, first of all, it's midnight. Where are you going with your dog at midnight? Like talk about CPS taking Gina's child. What about animal control coming to take fucking Archie? All right, I could. Archie should have never been in that situation. And if Shannon wants to be like, oh my God, this is a one off thing, like whatever PR campaign she hires. No, it's not. No, it's not. You don't become that comfortable to drink and drive and bring your dog in the car unless you're used to it. Like, it's one thing to drive yourself after a couple drinks. If I ever had my cats in the car, never, never, never. So she, and she's 60 years old. Like, there's truly no excuse. So yeah, I would say rehab is a great option. I would say that, uh, like, anything, it's just, if you had told Shannon a few days before the exact scenario that happened to her, but framed it as somebody else happening to somebody else, even a castmate that she didn't like or didn't get along with, she would have been absolutely talk about frothing, frothing at the mouth, just like soaking in all these salacious details. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe she would do that. What a scandal. Oh my God. She's so irresponsible. It's like, yeah, babe, that's you. That's you. Like you have to own that you are all of these things. You're irresponsible. Your life has clearly gone out of control to the point where you're getting a DUI with your fucking dog at midnight in Orange County. Like it's just awful. It's embarrassing on so many levels. And you, it's not just say, again, it's not just 
even rehab. That's not like enough. Like for you to be 60 years old and again, watch the actual footage of her driving. Like if anybody had, God forbid, been on that street and gotten hit by her, like this at 60 years old, you don't get to say it was just an off night. I I'm just been going through a lot. You don't get to say that you don't, you don't earn that right. Okay. It's not a right or a privilege. Like you are about to lose a bunch of privileges and that's the right solution because you deserve that. Like that's awful. And furthermore, the fact that you were bringing CPS up with Gina saying that just because she got a DUI, CPS would come. There's already such a stigma against CPS, which is child protective services. And again, I've worked alongside that field and I know how much like all social workers, there's such a stigma about being involved with the system and in the department. And so many social workers are just genuinely trying to help. Like 99% of them are there. They just want, they would never do that job unless they genuinely wanted to create a better community. So otherwise, cause it's a thankless job. They go through so much shit. I know firsthand all the shit. So, and CPS is the same along those lines. Like they would never do something unless it was necessary. And so to create that stigma and go on national television and say that CPS will take your kids if you have no record, no nothing, and just got one DUI, like whatever. It's just enforcing that stigma in people's mind that CPS is awful and that this getting involved with the state is awful when actually the state has so many resources and so many parents do get involved with the state when they don't have serious issues like that because they need those resources. Like they are humble enough and so many other people don't get those resources for their family, even if they can't afford it or they don't know where to go ask for it because they don't want the stigma of being in the system. But the system exists to truly help. Like, yeah, there are bad seeds. There are bad seeds everywhere and people not trying to do the best. And yeah, I mean, talk about the social workers, like uh, Take Care of Maya on Netflix. That was an awful documentary to watch. But so there's negatives and positives to everything. But on a whole, just I want to reiterate, like, how irresponsible Shannon was prior to the DUI just with her mouth alone. Like, first of all, her, her mouth, because she drinks so much, all the tequila going straight down that throat. And also the words coming back out that throat. Like she's been acting a fool. She's been acting a fool and yeah, all fools will have their day in court. So I just really hope that there's a bigger conversation than Shannon just being like, I went to rehab and I'm so sorry. Like you could have killed somebody at six years old by making a decision that you probably done. This is probably a pattern driving drunk. You're rich enough to be able to afford drivers. Like there's no excuse. There's zero excuse. So then what is the reason there has to be some deep shit. And I hope that gets figured out. All right, moving back to the Pete and Sebastian show. How'd we get tangled up and talk about spiders tangled webs. They weave. I'm just a human spider. All right. So Giannis got shot. <laughs> Giannis got shot. What a, what a re-entry back into the cast. Uh, it was an attempted robbery and the bullet went through his ass cheek. <laughs> not fun. That's not funny. Why am I laughing? Giannis had to testify in trial and they joked about how the guy is probably out of jail by now since, you know, the whole prison system is <clears throat> doing so well right now. <laughs> I just, I feel like if prison sentences are going to be more lenient nowadays due to overwhelming crime and all that, like 
we just, we need some new solutions. We need new ideas. And I don't know. I'm just kind of trying to get at the fact that Giannis should totally be able to shoot this guy in the ass. Okay. Like I am not one. It's not eye for an eye in all cases, but if this was my court of law and I'm, it doesn't have to be a real bullet. Okay. I don't like, I hate guns. I don't like that shit, but it can be a rubber bullet or it can be a BB, you know, pellet pellets, something, but like that do you need to know what it's like to get shot in the ass. You don't just get to shoot people in the ass for no reason all right so an ass for an ass i suppose now at the end of the cast Giannis is gifted with the cheese plate that is now becoming infamous and he's like yikes i mean i mean thanks fellas but yeah no i got a plane to catch so yeah you guys enjoy your own present and pete and sebastian are like no you gotta check a bag and take this to new york city come on it's worth it it is worth getting a checked bag and I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? What are you talking about? Like, why would he have to check a bag? Just because he only brought a carry-on. You can bring food on a plane. You can bring food on a plane. It wasn't a fucking liter of wine. It wasn't homemade wine. Which, by the way, does Sebastian make homemade wine? I'm shocked if he doesn't. But, uh, yeah, you can take food on a fucking plane. You can bring food in from the outside world. Maybe because it's meats, like meat curated meats. I don't know, but some guy with a the fucking Arby sandwich, we got the meats. Yeah, he's allowed through TSA. So why wouldn't this cheese plate? Like, uh, riddle me that. I was so confused. Also, no offense, but like, Giannis, I'm sure you could down at least half of that. You could down half of that on the Uber to the taxi. It looked Uber to the taxi? Wow. All right. So I have officially lost it. Um, no, the Uber to the airport. Like it, it looks like you don't mind a meal. All right. I love you. I love you all. And you're beautiful. So, um, yeah, it just, I'm sure that you could probably down half of that and then give the rest of the Uber driver. Okay. It's a nice tip on top, a tip on top, tippity top. And then send that Uber driver from LAX down to Orange County to drive Shannon Bedore around. Because, yeah, she ain't going to be getting behind the wheel anytime soon. Thank goodness. Oh, my God. Long live Archie. Justice for Archie. Ugh. My God, you can put yourself in dangerous positions. But when you put other people and other, especially your dog, that's your child. Shannon, Shannon, this is, I'm telling you, it's not just a sorry. It's not just your lawyer saying that you understand. This is going to be, this has to be deep. It's got, we got to get deep with this. I'm sick of the shallow responses. Okay, so um, moving on, then Pete, Sebastian, and Giannis all talk about how their wives use the F-bomb more than them. Yeah, because there's studies out there that show the fucking smartest people in the world fucking swear all the time. And fuck is the best word in the human dictionary. You cannot fucking tell me otherwise. So I fucking love your wives. All right. So then the show ends and then they come back. You thought he's gone? He's never gone. What about Bob? Such an iconic movie. Um, What's going to be a more iconic movie is Mrs. Doubtfire 2. Starring Giannis Papas, the Greek god in a dress. Uh, yeah, so when they come back, they talk about how Pete practices comedy in his garage, walking around alone with a wooden spoon as a microphone. Oh my god, talk about relatable. What a, you're just your average Pete. Alright, so um, Giannis and Sebastian shit on him for, I don't know, what. why would you shit on him? Like, the best people 
talk out loud to themselves. I always, my dad always mumbled to himself. I love doing it. That's what I do all day on the podcast. I'm just mumbling to myself, really. And that's when all the genius comes out is when you just keep talking. Like it's again, back to the game of statistics. Like if you talk enough, eventually a little pearl will finally fall through the clamshell. I don't know. But um, my favorite part was that Sebastian is literally trying to wrap it up. <laughs> Every time there is the slightest pause or like the, he thinks that they're done. But Giannis and Pete, they just keep on quipping back and forth. And so within like the span of three minutes, Sebastian, they, over 11 times, he's like, all right. Okay, well, now, so thanks for stuff. All right, all right, can we just end this fucking shit? Because <laughs> we're fucking done. We're f- stopped fucking talking. Why are you guys, we're in a fucking heat box over here. Why are you guys extending our day in the sauna, okay? And now we've reached the end of our show. So we'll be back on Saturday with a Jeff Lewis live recap. And also the Pete and Sebastian show, they randomly switched to Mondays. I don't know if that's a forever thing. I don't know, but... We're just going with the flow over here, okay? Easy, breezy, beautiful cover squirrel. So, yeah, I always record the second I'm done listening to whatever show I'm recapping. And so we'll be back next with Jeff Lewis. I love you guys so fucking much. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, I love you. Love you. Have the best fucking day ever. Bye. Splash. Splash, splash. Splash your sails. Splash your sails.